We are all set to go. Yeah. If you guys are all set to go. Oh, I can't find my notes. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> we caught him with his pants down. Uh, don't oh, look. no. Don't look. Don't look. <laughs> there goes our family friendly rating. Nah. Uh oh. <laughs> That's not the best of my guitar abilities right there. Anyway, let's go ahead and get started. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny. <laughs> that sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, that's right. This is the podcast. That sounds funny. And uh, we are in the week of uh, November 9th. Wow, 2021. Where has the time gone? Uh, we, are in, <laughs> we are in season two, episode two, which actually equates to episode 54. I'm not sure how you <laughs> want to, if you want, how you want to count those. Like we can figure that out at some point. Uh, we are two blind brothers and a blind sister, telling it the way we see it. I am your host, Keith, and with me today, Terry and Jill. <laughs> yeah, funny you should make it sound like that. We have a holiday that may, that may tie into later. Uh, but we'd like to open up with what's new? What's new with you? Uh, Does anyone have a question? Well, I have a story. What it's, is this new? Eh, I, I, I have been having some construction done here in our store that I got. And uh, <clears throat> yesterday, uh, well, yesterday I brought my guitar here to the store just to tinker around. Plus, my contractor said he used to be in a band. And I said, well, I'm going to bring my guitar so you can make it sound you used to be in a band, high school marching band. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear some good music coming out of my guitar, not this junk I play. As oh. Says, oh, that's good. Okay, now go to work. You know, so he got the window installed, the the uh, shoplifting mirror here in the office. Good sales floor, and then uh, my grandsons were dropped off here after school, and so they're playing on their iPads. And I said, "Hey, you guys want to bust bust that? Are you ready to bust that drywall out of that wall, Randy?" He's like, yeah. And I go, you guys want to bust out that stuff? Oh, those kids don't want to do that. Oh, Unleash the wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah. I said, they had that. I said, they had that uh, drywall busted out just like in my basement. Within two minutes, they had all that drywall down. <laughs> yeah. Give us some hammers. Kid, and say, kids are good about destroying things. That's for Just sure. don't hit that pipe right there. That's still alive with that conduit pipe. <laughs> 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 And they got they whoever built these, you know, they, they put insulation in between in the walls and the interior walls, you know, for soundproofing or whatever. But uh so they bagged up all the and threw all the drywall into the dumpster, but for some reason they they put the insulation into a trash bag, but then they left it. I got a phone call later last night from one of the other tenants saying, who put this bag of insulation against our building? And it's like, 
Oh my God, my grandson's must not have thrown it in the dumpster. Oh, we'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. Here this morning, you know, they didn't put it in there. Somebody yeah. dropped some cinder blocks off and some poles in front of the gate. And they thought we we're trying to block them in, you know, where they can't get in the gate. And I'm like, no, we didn't do that. You know, my grandsons didn't do that because they left way before we did. You know, there was some stuff out there, but you know, I don't know who in the neighborhood came by and did that. You know, hmm. Somebody yeah. come by and I fixed to put a lock on it so they can't use it, but we didn't even lock it up yet. Hmm. Well, that's all that's happened around here. The kids enjoyed tearing down the drywall soon. So you got something this week, Jill? About the only thing that I thought was funny going on this week is we sat around a bonfire with uh, our son and his girlfriend granddaughter. She had on like a one-piece coat that went from head to foot with the hood and everything. And she was getting tired and she's used to sucking her thumb when she gets tired and she couldn't get to her thumb because it was in like a mitten and she was screaming. <laughs> Where'd my thumb go? <laughs> uh, her natural all, pacifier. Oh. And we all made fun of that because thumbs, you know, they're cute when they're sucking their thumb, but I told all my kids you can't take their thumb away you can take a pacifier away when a kid gets older and it's easy to break them but that put them in mittens there you go put a sock on her hand (laughs) that's what in a way that's what she's doing they try pacifiers and she'll be happy with a pacifier but when that's gone when it pops out of her mouth when she's sleeping the next thing that goes in is her thumb and Hmm. but i thought it was funny because i was like i can just imagine a kid going where'd my thumb go Am I ever going to fall asleep again? Yeah, holy cow, poor kid. Well, I have some kid news, but I have a real quick, you know, reading what you're doing kind of thing. You recommended that book, which we'll talk about later when we get to our anchor topic. But I did actually read some chapters in there that will deal with our anchor topics. We have that we can discuss eventually. So, hey, yeah. we, I mentioned kid news. We have a total of well, I won't say the total of grandkids, but uh, within the realm of recent grandkids who live somewhat close, there's six. And we had a 15-year-old in the house who, due to some issues, uh, has been sent away uh, by the state to go through, like, what's that called? Um, group home or something. Uh, unfortunately, you know how on Back to the Future, Marty McFly, every time somebody dared him or called him a chicken, he had to like, you know, respond to the challenge and it got him in trouble. Yeah. Well, this is the way this kid is. He has certain buttons that gets pushed and he has to be that way. And so he kind of mm-hmm. got found himself removed out of our house. No control we have over it. In the meantime... His older brother, a 16-year-old, and his younger sister, a 13-year-old, has moved back in. So he went from having four kids to minus one to plus two. (laughs) (laughs) So we got got five kids in the house again. So Hmm. some changes, family changes. Yeah, Marty McFly had to learn, too, though, that you got to get over that. You got to get past that don't let people push your buttons and make you angry mm-hmm. it's a choice you gotta make when people know know that button to push what are you and chicken you, and you put that <laughs> button out there for them to push 
here's this big red button. Don't push it. Well, guess who's <laughs> what's going to get pushed? Yeah. Uh, and he's a great kid. He can be very nice and mellow and soft-spoken, but whenever he, he gets in that mode, it's like, you know, it just kind of goes like meltdown berserker and stuff. The Hulk, What's that's wrong? what it is. He's the Hulk. Don't make yeah. him What's angry. Wrong? He wouldn't like him when he was angry. That's pretty much it. Whenever he gets angry, it can take a whole army of people to tie him down. Hmm. And that only What's makes wrong, princess? What's wrong, <laughs> princess? Are you chicken? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Don't make me mad. You would but, like. But uh, that's the what's new we have around here, and so now we like to talk about holidays. Happy holidays! May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays! We like to go from uh, Tuesday to Tuesday. That's when we record. Uh, so to review, we read this last week for November 9th. Today is National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day. <laughs> it is World Freedom Day. Um, okay. <laughs> it is National <laughs> Scrabble Day. And uh, we should also notice National Game Week. So... Enjoy your games, whether they be board games, card games, electronic games, yeah. or other games. <laughs> unless, that, unless that means uh, duck hunting and chicken hunting and turkey. Hunting and I don't know if those would be considered game. games. Well, I guess they, I guess it did, did have some uh, Nintendo games about deer hunting and stuff. But. Yeah. Uh, it is go to an art museum day. So if gaming is not your thing, there you go. My Crochet Awareness Day. And last week I mis- mistook my voice on my computer for saying my crochet. <laughs> I looked it up. It has to do with ear, ear that's being like a Burke defect where the ear is deformed huh. or missing part of the ear. So, yeah. Uh, it's that day. It's Chaos Never Dies Day. <laughs> It's always pretty chaotic at your house. The chaos around here is definitely shifting. That's for sure. Uh, Carl Sagan Day. Moving on. November 10th, Wednesday. It is Area Code Day. I know Terry has to die all 10 digits now. His Area Code Plus the number. I think we probably do too, but I, I usually have phone numbers on my contact list and that includes area code, so I'm always dialing that. Anyway, mm-hmm. me also. It is Forget Me Not Day, which is a flower. For in case you didn't know. Oh, I thought it was a day you forgot somebody. <laughs> well, Forget Me Not. You're not supposed to forget. Okay. International Accounting Day. So, word to all you accountants out there. It is the Marine Corps birthday. Hoorah! <laughs> We don't know anybody that was a Marine. <laughs> yeah, who could that be? Once <laughs> uh, a Marine. 1775. Some trivia for you there. 
It is National Vanilla Cupcake Day. Yum. It is Sesame Street Day. Uh oh, they were in the news. The anniversary of the first uh, broadcast of Sesame Street back in 1960 something or other. <laughs> huh. 67 or 8, I want to say. Similar to I know they were brand new whenever I was like in first grade or second grade. Science Day for Peace and Development. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> get out there, science, make some peace. Uh, moving on, November eleventh, Thursday, Veterans Day, and there's some other holidays. It pretty much is the same day. It is Singles Day. I guess you take your one and your one and your one and your one for you know, November eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> Remembrance Day in Australia, which is the same as Veterans Day. Remembrance Day, which it doesn't have any qualifiers there, which is pretty much the same day. National Sunday Day, which I guess maybe is when the first ice cream Sundays are made. I don't know. National Origami Day. Fold some paper. (laughs) National Education Day. French Armistice Day, which is the same as Veterans Day. National Medal Day, which I think is related to that somehow. <laughs> heavy Metal Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, heavy metal. oh yeah. I thought metal in somebody's business kind of metal. <laughs> got a metal. Those meddling kids. Yeah. I already got, what was it, two for, for you meddling kids? Um, moving on, November 12th, uh, uh, Friday, I almost said Saturday, Friday, National Happy Hour Day. <laughs> so you have happy hour all day. 24 hours of it. <laughs> 24 hours of happiness. <laughs> yeah. It's National Pizza with the Works, except Anchovies Day. <laughs> day, I got it. I'm gonna celebrate that one. You get pizza with the works, everything on it. Hold the anchovies, yeah. World pneumonia day. We're all gonna get sick. <clears throat> National French dip day. Mm, yummy sandwich. It's <laughs> roast beef on a French roll dipped in au jus. <laughs> It is National Donor Sabbath, which is weird because the Sabbath, you would think it'd be a Saturday if you're you know, Jewish or whatever. But apparently Friday is a Sabbath and it's National Donor Sabbath. Okie dokie. Hmm. It is Chicken Soup for the Soul Day. And that rounds out that day. November 13th, Saturday. National Hug a Musician Day. <laughs> so, whatever you huh? 
hug me. Yeah. Whenever you see a, magician, a musician in the subway playing them a song and they have the little can for tips, just walk up and hug him instead. Well, they still might want that tip, but they still might. But they're going to get a hug because it's hugging magician day. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, National Indian Pudding Day. Huh, I wonder what that is. I do not know. I probably could have looked it up, but I didn't. It's pudding made out of Indians. Oh, I, I would hope not, but maybe it's pudding made by Indians. I'm, I'm guessing is uh, Middle you know, Eastern Indians, not American Indians. Who knows? Uh, it is World Kindness Day. Moving on to November 14th, <laughs> Sunday, National Spicy Guacamole Day. Woo. You had me until you said guacamole. Uh, spicy got me. Spicy. <laughs> Actually, guacamole, you know, as a dip, it's not so bad, especially the spicy variety of guacamole. It's just, I don't much like guacamole if it's you know, not got something added to it, mixed in with it, or whatever. It's kind of bland. Yeah, well, basically, it's just an avocado that's been mashed up. Like, you take mashed potatoes and mash them up, you take an avocado and you mash it up. Yeah, get some mashed uh, potato dip. There we go. <laughs> I probably wouldn't like mashed potato dip either, for that matter. Uh, it is World Diabetes Day. Remembrance Sunday. I don't know what that is, or it's related to Veterans Day or not. It's Operating Room Nurse Day. So if you are a nurse in the operating room, time to celebrate. <laughs> All right. We have one of those funky days here. Nerica Tatertishi. It's hard enough to pronounce. I actually did look this one up. It has to do with the Hindi or Hare Krishna, some kind of celebration or other. Other than that, I could not tell you. It's National oh. Pew Pew today. What? <laughs> and well, I had to look it up because <laughs> being that this week we're in now is National Gaming Week, I thought pew 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 pew, like the video game. Right. But that's not it. it a, a pupusa is a thick tortilla bread that is stuffed with cheese, beans, or meat. It is a El Salvadorian traditional food. Oh. They're, they're original Indians that live there before the Spaniards uh, conquered everything. It, it dates back to an, an early traditional food. Sounds huh. good. Tortilla was, you know, stuck with, you know. Yeah, but I guess maybe how did it get its name Pew Pew once you're done eating it no, stuffed with beans? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to make some Pew Pew? It's Pew Pew, sir. It has a sir on the end of it. Oh. So it's like Pew Pew, sir. Who oh. <laughs> ate the beans? Pew Pew, sir. Good thing they didn't call it Pew Pew. It could be one of those onomatopoeia things where the words yeah. sound like what it is. So, yeah, it is National Pickle Day on Sunday. Woo! Uh, National American Teddy Bear Day. Save that pickle for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> it's an early Christmas <laughs> ornament. You know, <laughs> it's American Teddy Bear Day, which is kind of redundant because teddy bears came from America, 
you know, they're, they're based on Teddy Roosevelt, you know, so it's kind of, but anyway, it's just the day for that. Hmm. Uh, but you know what? It's loosen up day, sometimes known as lighten up day. So whenever you get your panties in a bunch about being redundant about American teddy bears, lighten up, <laughs> right? Okay. Loosen up. Just a teddy bear. <laughs> it's children's day. International Fraud Awareness Week. That's fraud with a D, not with a G. (laughs) Uh, It's like fraud, like politics. (laughs) It is Split Pea Soup, National Split Pea Soup Day. It is a perioperative nurse week. I don't know what perioperative means. Do not know. If there's a perioperative nurse out there, let us know. Tell us what you do. I could look it up, but I'm lazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, a periscope is underwater. Uh, moving periscope. on to November 15th, Monday, National Philanthropy Day. So if you are a philanthropist and you donate things and the benefactor, well, it's that day for people to come and hit you up for money, I guess. <laughs> it's Steve Irwin Day. Look at this dangerous crocodile. I'm going to poke it with the stick. Maybe it will bite my arm off. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this harmless stingray. Certainly will never hurt anybody. Ah! <laughs> I'm wondering if it's either his birthday or the date of his death, one or the other. You would think. Yeah, I could. Maybe I'll look it up later, but I think I'm going to say it's probably the birthday. Yeah. Hmm. It is Odd Socks Day. Oh. So, if anybody out there have any odd socks? I'm sure nobody does because everybody's got odd. What day is that? I got to put on some odd socks. It's on Monday. Monday. National Recycling Day. Yeah, just wear your odd socks. That way you can, you know, when you yeah, find recycle other... your socks. Yeah, recycle. <laughs> it is National Raisin Brand Cereal Day. Oh man, another what? one. Gabardin Huja. I forgot to look that one up, but it sounds like it's probably uh, Indian or Hindi or something. Garbadan. <laughs> National Drawer Day. D R A W E R. Not drawers. <laughs> drawer so if you have like, you I guess to clean out one <laughs> the silver word drawer just clean out the one it's not drawers plural which if it was drawers plural it could mean like you your underwear or something <laughs> <laughs> get those stinky drawers in the laundry ah. <laughs> it is national clean out your fridge day national bunt day as in a bunt cake oh is it B-U-N-D-T, not a B-U-T-T. <laughs> so it's a yummy kind, not the stinky kind. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It is. I love to write day. Clean out your refrigerator day. Uh, America Recycles Day, which is kind of what I already said. That's all Monday. So I guess it, while you're cleaning out your fridge, you can write about all the green fuzzy stuff you find. You can describe the horrific smells that you that strike your nose whenever you crack the lid on that Tupperware dish has been sealed for like a month in your fridge. 
Right. Spell <laughs> off. I'm going to write about this. So many um, things <laughs> you can write about that you find in there. Next week will be American Education Week, Book Week, if you're in Scotland, Geography Awareness Week. I'm aware of geography, it's everywhere. <laughs> National Young Readers Week. And finally, rolling around to next Tuesday, November 16th, National <laughs> Fast Food Day. Woo! National Entrepreneurs Day. You know, with Fast Food Week or Fast Food Day, in preparing for all the Thanksgiving feast, you might as well get some fast food in while you can. <laughs> that would be a good day for post Thanksgiving, maybe too. Uh, but yeah, uh, National Entrepreneurs Day, Terry, with all these businesses just snapping up there left and right. I know they're just falling like, you like running the Monopoly board and buying up every property inside, huh? Uh, National Button Day, like you sew a button on, I guess, or you wear a button pinned to your shirt. But National Button Day. International Day for Tolerance. So if you don't wear a button, you can't be on our listen to our podcast anymore. We're in, <laughs> that's how tolerant we are on here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, another one. Uh, Gudge, whatever Gudge is. Gudge. The Gudge, something. Another one that's hard to say. It's Road Safety Week, starts on Tuesday. Well, they start on Tuesday for (laughs) him. But anyway, that brings us uh, full circle all of our holidays for the entire week. So you, I know where they start on Tuesday. They do that so you can have Monday where you can drive crazy. And then they start on Tuesday. Yeah, it must be the time you got to drive safe. But your your drive safety week doesn't start until Tuesday next week, so hmm. you can be be nuts so up until then. Then they yep. got to drive safe the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's holidays. So now we got news. I have a leftover I have a leftover Halloween story Halloween time in the news by the time you know we get the news it's like it's still you know it's right after Halloween so it's in the news feed so here's one in Riverside California Um, this couple had numerous calls to uh, it was a uh, Halloween decoration. There was this one of those. It was like the one Jill did way too much. Some people thought. Nine one one received very very numerous phone calls that these people's house was on fire, and so they, uh, they. I mean, they had already called the fire department and said, "Hey, we have this thing. It looks like our house is on fire." They have actual smoke alarms that will actually ring directly through to the fire department if their house was on fire. And so every time they would call and say, there's a house on fire. It's like, no, it's just a Halloween thing, you know. And so it's uh in Rivers, like I said, in Riverside, California, and they what they had was they had uh satin sheets uh hung up and they had a fan to you know make the sheets move. They had red and orange lights that would 
you know, flicker off and on, uh, projected onto the sheets and the fan would blow it. And then they had a smoke machine, you know. So yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it sure looks like they have some fire. So, yeah. yeah, it's like you would definitely call the fire department ahead of time and say, if you get reports to this address, just ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this, another story in the news where somebody got rescued because they were using some hand gesture and they were actually rescued out of a car and returned safely back home. But you know what would be, be good though is that they had the, an actual fire department truck parked at their house. <laughs> Mark there during, with some water. during the Halloween nights, so they they will be on the spot, so they could be like looking like they're in action, but people are all concerned because it is this fake. Don't worry, that's my leftover Halloween story. You can see, quick, go inside. The candy's inside. Go inside, grab some. <laughs> Tell all the kids rushing to the burning building for their candy. They should have had some. <laughs> They could have had like like we had one of those little exercise trampolines, John, and then have your little chihuahua dogs and they're jumping on it where they're jumping up in the window going, Help, help <laughs> And they're like, Get the little dogs, they're trying to jump out. Yeah. 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 Well, my first story to change the subject is unusual. The title was uh two uh, sisters in Hong Kong uh, collect uh, I thought they said live bombs but it said lip bombs they co- have a collection of 3,388 like I said I thought it said live bombs and I thought who's going to say sisters collect live bombs and I'm thinking they must be older people, but then it's six and eight-year-old They girls. go out and collect landmines, unexploded yeah, water shells. Like, <laughs> but then I started reading the article and it said, like I said, instead of live bombs, it said lip bombs. Like and chapstick. So I, yeah, chapstick. I thought, <laughs> well, the lip title bombs. was funny. It kind of caught my eye, you know, going <laughs> live bombs. And then I started listening and went, oh, lip bombs. That's not yeah. so funny or scary, but... I thought just the title got me, and but they have all these because it all started because the little girl had dry lips, believe it or not, and everybody is putting chapstick on her. So then they ended up getting a collection of live chapstick bombs. (laughs) Yeah, that's about all there was to that story. I just thought that was kind. I mean, it's not really funny, but I was like, my ear heard it wrong. Yeah, well. I'm not sure how funny this one will be. It's actually not particularly, I think it was last month, that in Ohio, they printed 30,000 wrong Wright Brother license plates. <laughs> That's kind of ironic that they're the wrong Wright Brothers. <laughs> uh, it's essentially, what had happened was, I guess they kind of redesigned their license plate. They're coming out with a new design. And uh, they of course printed out thirty thousand before they realized that a banner depicted on the license plate with the slogan on it uh, about the Wright Brothers' historic first plane. It was on the front of the plane and not the back of the plane. Hmm. So it's like the plane was pushing the banner across the sky instead of pulling the banner <laughs> across the sky. 
And they're like, oh, we got to get these uh, 30,000 license plates and destroy them so we you know, recycle them so we can make them the right way. I thought, you know, those would be kind of collector's items <laughs> because it's right. printed wrong. So let's let it, let it go. Let it be, you know, somebody makes some money off of it. But no, they're going to recycle them. They're going to recall them. And I thought, you know, if it would be any other thing, anything else, you'd probably be uh, having somebody called on the boss's carpet. How dare you do this this thing? You made all these, you wasted all this money making these plates wrong. But then he has to remember license plates are made by inmates. So what do you have to do to them? <laughs> they're already in jail. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I'm sure Terry's got another one. Where'd he go? Yeah. I'm trying to get pronounce this name of the town. Sierra Madre. In Sierra Madre, California, <clears throat> a man arrived home and he, this is a bear story. He noticed a bear in his front yard. And he looked and his front door was wide open. And so he sat in his car and he watched this bear go in his house. And then he went and looked in the window and there was one bear in his kitchen eating the rest of his Kentucky fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other, other bear went in. With the watching NFL football or something. <laughs> <laughs> the other one went in there to join him. Yeah. And Baby bears in there. You got baby bear in there sitting on the the table eating porridge. (laughs) And uh, this guy was a blonde, right? Goldilocks guy, John Holden. He went inside and trying to see what he did. He's seen bears outside his house on numerous occasions, but never in his house. He just left his door open or something? Backyard before. And I guess he just let him finish his food. I don't know. Yeah, you, you might not want to interrupt a bear while it's eating. Oh, <laughs> they remained in his yard running around after he chased him out of the house. They just oh. running around in his yard. So he did scare him out of the house. All right. Yeah. So usually in the story, the three bears left and Goldilocks came. This time, Mr. Goldilocks left and the three bears came. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to chase them off in the forest, so they promised to never do that again. That's uh, a twist on the Goldilocks story. <laughs> yeah, I'll see if there's anything more to it, but then it goes into that story I did last week about the, the bear at that Mexican wedding, so I guess uh, that's the end of that story. Uh, what you got, Jill? Another one? Well, in New Zealand, another airplane story, they have an actual electric airplane. How everybody's going electric with their cars. Yeah, I think I read that one. That's, yeah. And they, it only goes 48 miles, but you know, they might be good for short trips going from island to island or small cross country. <laughs> I wouldn't go across the ocean. <laughs> well, no, I don't uh, want to go across the ocean. Where are you going to plug that plane in if it gets low on power? Well, I read in that story that it has a range of about a hundred miles, but it was like forty-eight miles from one island to the next, so they could almost do a return trip. 
Like, yeah, I don't want to do the almost trip. And it took like, I don't know, like a long time to charge up. It was almost an hour. It might have been an hour, but it might have been a lot longer than an hour to recharge it and go back. Yeah. And of course, it's on a, like a small, like a private type airplane. But they say you know, they're working on that technology. Right, to make a bigger. Well, they should do like what I better. said with the electric cars. Put in a bigger alternator, and then they could just turn the belt. It would turn the alternator. Just keep on charging it. <laughs> yeah, well, you would think. You know, yeah. Perpetual energy doesn't always work out as planned. Have it running and winding up a big rubber band for backup. Put <laughs> solar panels on top of it. <laughs> a wind turbine you drag behind it or something. Yeah, what happened to all the solar power? <laughs> yeah, solar panel would work. I guess they drove into a cloud bank or something. Right? Uh, you want battery power until you come out of it or something. Who knows? Well, I, I kind of have a residual Halloween story. I didn't see it last week or maybe would have shared it then. But the police warned a woman not to wear her Halloween costume as a protest. Hmm. I thought, yeah. Hmm. What is it? She going like Lady Godiva or something? <laughs> <laughs> is it, Lady Godiva, she went with hot clothes as a protest over. I don't know what anymore. I have to read the story again. <laughs> uh, but no, to, to kind of shorten up the story a little bit, apparently it has something to do with a building, like a condo or apartment building or something. So she was going to go to this party dressed as a apartment building like you gotta be kidding me why not i mean this is is a protest i mean what's the deal with that but apparently there there was some kind of a conflict with i don't know the building or contractors or something and she was going to protest by going as this building to make awareness for whatever issue she has with them and police warned her not to wear her costume at this party she she should have dressed as a building (laughs) (laughs) They're going to have to arrest her, I guess. It was, well, that'd be silly. <laughs> anyway. I can see if it was racist or something, but what in the world would go? I'm going to be the Sears Tower today on my protest. Be calm, my dear. Uh, well, I have a story of this. It happened in a place, and this is in California, too. I guess all mine are in California. But two out of three of us have been there in San Rafael, California, home of the guide dog school. Yep. <laughs> the police were called to an intersection because they thought there was an otter trying to cross the road, of all things. <laughs> an otter? Cross the road. Yeah. Why did the seal cross the road? Turned- what, what, was the otter in a box? Did it have an iPhone in it? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a baby fur seal. Oh, wow. It was crossing the road. They were, you, normally they live, uh, they said at least, a, they, they're usually about a mile offshore. I, I don't know what's out there, a mile offshore, if we any land or anything, but they don't usually come in on land. And this one, it was just uh, wandering around the neighborhood trying to cross the street. <laughs> wow, it must have got lost while they got the baseball. That was chasing it, trying to bash in its head for a fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> Kill the baby seals, get the fur coat. 
Uh, they might have tried to use it as a seeing eye seal. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. They, so they, they live their lives 600 miles off the coast, live in the ocean. They don't usually, you know, come inland or something. I remember when we went to San Francisco, you could hear them. I thought they were dogs barking, and the, the guy that was walking with me, the instructor, said, no, those a bunch of seals out there on the, the beach. And I said, so they do come, you know, yeah, land you, you, right. you, you put a harness on and leash on them, then they have a sing eye seal. I guess it was like <laughs> white, white in color because they named it eye. Oh. You know, if if you had a sing eye otter or a sing eye seal, you can go swimming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let let the seal do all the work, just kind of coast along. <laughs> good boy, good boy. Pick a tree. <laughs> That's funny. Did I do the the uh, story about the Amazon driver that was delivering a package? No, I don't think so. No, he uh, came up to a house to deliver a package, and there was bees. And as he's trying to swat the bees away, the package he loses grip and it flies up on the house. Huh. And so he had to let the people know that he delivered the package, but he was going to. He wasn't going to hang around and get it down because of the bees attacking him. So he let them know it was up there. <laughs> you got it. It's up on the roof. Santa Claus came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an old story from a few weeks ago. I've had it for a while on my. Yeah, don't remember hearing that one. Um, let's see. I got one more, I guess. It was my turn. Yep. Yeah. A giant. A corpse plant draws a crowd in Southern California. Those things are supposed to smell awful just like a corpse. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of that until I've seen his headline. And that's exactly right. They, they only bloom, I think, once a year and only during like a couple of days or week period. And whenever they bloom, they stink like a rotting corpse. They have one of those things at the St. Louis Botanical Gardens. They were talking about it a while back. And and people will go and endure the smell just so they can take pictures of the you know flowering plant and bloom. It was five years or more. Or something. I, it, it's, it's, it's a long period of time. It, it, it is a long period of time. It, 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 it may not be a year. Like it may be every few years that they do that. But it's pew, a very, pew. very rare. Yeah, it's a pew, pew, pew day. <laughs> pew, pew. Uh, but uh, they, because of its rarity, people will flock to it, but it stinks like a, a dead body. But they say in nature, why it does that is it draws like uh, dung beetles and you know, bugs and, and buzzards and things that eat carrion. And they'll come and, and rest on it and eat uh, nasty I guess flowers on it and then uh. they'll, they'll that's how they pollinate they'll fly off and they'll cross pollinate some other corpus plant uh, so it's like uh, yeah why, we why don't, don't want they, like, to make, make flowers that smell good so that like you know bees will come <laughs> instead of vultures yeah yeah call me back when you're sober that's gross. I wouldn't want to smell them, that's for sure. Oh, man. Can I go over my... I have a. I had that list. I have a top 10 list, but I have this list that I had compiled, you know, in the news feeds and stuff, just for our listeners. 
you know, of all these animal stories that were in the news this week. Uh-huh. Let me go through that real quick. What's that? That list of the animal stories that was in the news. Just Oh, yeah. Just kind of zoom through it real fast. Sure. Let me go. Uh, these are... In the news feed that we look at sometimes, these are all the animal stories. It was just in this last week or whatever. Um, Animals are crazy. <laughs> and so there's a, uh, here you go. Um, a cow goes running along a North Carolina highway. Control yourself. Training uh, for a marathon. A long-tailed <laughs> bat wins New Zealand's Bird of the Year contest even though it's not a bird. I'm going over to his house today and investigate. Bird of the year. A bear raids a California man's Kentucky Fried Chicken. He's always been a good student, well-behaved, with a fine character. That story. A baby fur seal rescued after crossing the street. Come on, Ben. This might be what we're looking for. We did that story. A loose llama escapes, captured... After being a loose llama, is that like loose women's? <laughs> like you know, looking for looking for a woman or something? A loose llama. A herd of cows is wandering usually in the uh, Hawaiian village. Dad, bring him anyway. Um, police are hunting for a monkey running loose in Tokyo, Japan. Curly, something's got to be done about that woman. Japanese monkey on the loose. Wow. Oh, wait. It could be worse. It could be Japanese Godzilla on the loose. That would rebuild Tokyo all over again. An alligator (laughs) walks off with a man's balls. Listen, there's been crazy people hanging around the studio all day. On what? (laughs) Of course. I should have did that one. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way how to get a vasectomy. Yeah. The car. I should have did that story. Coyote. Maybe, maybe you can read it next week to get, make sure we have it right. <laughs> okay. I'll have to look that one up. Okay. Anticipate, listeners out there, anticipate how the alligator got the man's balls. <laughs> of course, I'm sure it's not what we're implying that it is. But A coyote is rescued from the front grill of a car in California. Meet me. Meet me. Uh, Roadrunner. <laughs> a British firefighter's rescue of ferret stuck between two concrete posts. Gentlemen, don't discuss those things outside of barrels. And oh. a giant couple is confronted by a endangered bear on their patio. You want to know something? What? It's nothing to be ashamed of. And... A curious parrot investigates a traffic camera. Daddy, I'm in love. Oh, that again. California. So those are all the animal stories. I can listen up that wow. one. Wow, just that one week <laughs> alone. Huh? Yeah. But I do have a top 10 list later. Or something. Back in the day, before we transitioned, on my other podcast, uh, Quest for Truth, we used to like it to do a dumb news segment and I would spend some time looking through headlines like this and I would, I would group together, say various animal stories, various dumb criminal stories, various just oddball stuff. And I would make it into a, a multiple choice quiz where 
uh, you know, uh, some animal did this and they name off, you know, four different animals. And I would make sure that each of the animals appeared in one of the news stories so that whenever you got the right answer, I could say, yeah, and then give you a little hit, uh, blurb of what happened in the story, but also the blurb that happened with the other, you know, wrong answered animals in the story. Yeah, yeah I think I remember you doing that with Christopher and yeah, me and Chris <laughs> would do it. And sometimes uh, my other my co-host, uh, Nathan would do it once in a while. We'd have a guest host on and have them participate. It was just a, usually just about three questions because by the time you put you know four multiple choice together times three, that's twelve literally twelve news stories. But you just have to re- match the right animal to the correct yeah. story in the question. Yeah, but that's how I used to do it. Attention, attention, calling all local agencies, nationwide. This is a coded broadcast. A delay one minute. Hello, my name is Terry K. Helton. If you are in the Wood River area, stop by and visit Terry's Mini Mall. I have some homemade crocheted items, household goods, cleaning supplies, toys, seasonal merchandise, snacks, candy bars, soda, and more. Oh, did I forget? I also have Avon. Terry's Mini Mall is located at 300 North Wood River Avenue. You guessed it, in Wood River, Illinois, 62095. Visit my webpage at terrysminimall.com. T-E-R-R-Y-S-M-I-N-I-M-A-L-L.com. Or call my store at 618-471-9088. Thank you. with me um our first word is contumely and it's c o n t u m e l y contumely contumely come to me emily Come on, baby Emily, take your first step. That's the, dirt, that's the word for somebody who can't carry a tune in a bucket. Contumely. Tunely. Somebody who is musically. Somebody impaired. in a tomb. It's a crypt. I don't know. It, come to my. I got a tumor, Emily. <laughs> well, our answer to this word is a rude remark. Oh, all righty. Okay, yeah. so our next word. That's a dumb is... word. <laughs> yeah. Stupid word. Our next word, quidnunc. Q U I D N U N C. Quidnunc. Wow. Hmm. It, it's the sound a squid makes when it falls flat on the cement. Quidnunc. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I was thinking of a squid with a pacifier, you know, the nook. Oh, a baby squid. Look <laughs> at the baby squid. Use a squid for a pacifier. Oh. Well, it's not a squid at all. It's a person <laughs> who wants to know everything. Oh, uh, that's like not a two-year-old. <laughs> Why do you put that on your food, Grandpa? Why do you do that? Why do you drink that? Why do you wear your shoes like that? Why? Every day. <laughs> Our next word is tachyphasia. T-A-C-H-Y. Hold on, I got to go back. T-A-C-H-Y. Tachyphasia. A-G-I-A. I'm missing something. Tachy. P-H-A-G-I-A. Tachyphasia. Tachyphasia. I, I thought maybe the G was a C. I would say tach, tachyphasia means you have a sticky face. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but a fat phagia, wow, you have a sticky one of them, whatever those are. Going fast. A tachometer. You're being attacked by a bunch of phagias. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You know, they just named that, that Navy ship after that child molesting uh, homosexual dude. So you're being what? attacked by that Navy ship. Why would they name a ship after somebody that does that? Because they now have a general who thinks he's a woman. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Out of all the people to name a Navy ship for, yeah, it's just nonsense. But they did it. They had a big christening ceremony a couple of days ago. But no, back on the word, uh, tachyphasia. Um, yeah. I don't know. Has tach, tachy, it does seem to mean like maybe sticky or... Uh, maybe our think of a tachometer, like a, tachometer, like a, a speed or revolution <laughs> or something. So you're spinning around so fast <laughs> that you can't see face anymore. <laughs> Are you guys done guessing? I'm all done. Yeah. I'm smart. I'm trying to straws now. The, this word means to eat fast. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're eating something tacky fast. Kind of like when you eat so fast, you can taste it later. Yeah. yeah. You just shovel it in. Put the chew, chew, swallow. Chew, chew, swallow. Chew, chew. Swallow. <laughs> Our next word is microsmatic. M I C R O S M A T I. See, it's a very small somatic. <laughs> Not to figure what a somatic is. That somatic is so small. Microsmatic. I can't believe how small that somatic is. Micro <laughs> small. We know, you know it's like it's got to be a small. It's a small something. Small machine. This word is having a keen sense of smell. <sighs> I don't know, what? maybe you're smelling something small, microsmatic, sniffing. A, a, a small smell, maybe. Oh, that's, that's because you can smell small smells. <laughs> that's a tiny <laughs> twister. <laughs> she smells small smells by the smishmore. <laughs> Our next word is blunderbust. It's an old time rifle. Before B L U N D E R B 
U.S. Yes, so it's a breech-loading rifle before they had rifle. Well, it actually wasn't a rifle because it didn't have rifling in it. But it, it was, was a blunderbuss. Isn't that the one that had flared out? On the, yeah, flared out end on it. I think huh. it's a blunderbuss. The black, or like the a gun black or something like that they used to call some it. Some sort of firearm, probably. I'm thinking. Well, according to this thing probably that I got... <laughs> It means disorganized activity, so kind of chaotic. <laughs> hey, wait. Keith and Terry have a point here. What are you talking about? According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, blunderbuss is a noun. Pronounced. Blunderbuss. Oh no, how long is this going to take? We do have other segments to get to today. Definition of blunderbuss. 1. A muzzle-loading firearm with a short barrel and flaring muzzle to facilitate loading. 2. A blundering person. See there. Jill wasn't wrong. A blundering person. Synonyms for blunderbuss. Hey, you made your point. Keith and Terry get this one right. Quick. Somebody ring the bell. Blunderer, botcher, bumbler, bungler, butcher, fumbler, screw up. Enough already. Back to you. Human hosts. Well, that would be the way the bullet comes well, out. Well, <laughs> a blunderbuss was that way because you, you couldn't aim it. It didn't have sights on it. And it had the big old flared out barrel. So you just kind of pointed it and shot and hoped you came close to what you're going to aim at. But that's huh. what the kind of rifle they used like, during the Civil War. Yeah, so that's what I was heard to be. Not this other silly thing, but I never heard of the word at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it it was the sure. rifle that the armies had, like rev Revolutionary War time and, and earlier, or like the Pilgrims. Just right around the Revolutionary War, they started coming out with the muskets, and muskets were rifle barrels. They're more accurate. So, yeah. yeah. Huh. <sighs> and our last word is ergophobia. It's E U R G O P H O. I think we had this. I A. Ergophobia. Ergophobia. Well, E U means like good, like, you know, a, a euphemism is a good way to put something. You go, I mean, you're afraid of doing good. You're, you're afraid of good things. <laughs> afraid of good works. Um, Something like that. I said nerdophobia. Like, <laughs> no, it's your your urgophobia. You go phobia. I think he's right. Urgophobia. Hold on. You're afraid of Europeans. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> phobia means you're afraid of something. But what whatever the your your go part is. You go. Are. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. You're you're afraid of Europeans, the Euro Europeans, because you're racist, and that's what everything is anymore. You're racist. European. <laughs> I'm a pooper. <laughs> We're just making this up while you look for the definition. Yeah, fear <laughs> of work. Work, work. Yeah, we had that before. I'm afraid of work. Ergo, meaning I, I, actually, I'm very fascinated by work. I can sit and watch people do it all day long. <laughs> we had that word before. I, I was Keith thinking sometimes it. the words come back around, and I'm, I Keith, think we've Keith guessed that before. Ergo, ergo. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that one, but maybe it was. 
Yeah, I remember you got because you were like, Virgo, that's the work. That's a fair working. Hmm. I could have sworn we had that word before. And sometimes I do come back around and I'll try to skip over them if I think it sounds like a word we've had before, but that one I wasn't well, you, sure. You could always do it again because maybe it'll stump us and maybe you'll be like, oh, we've had it before. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, I can remember the answer. Sometimes, I don't know, like that blunder bus, I didn't know that was a gun, but that's not the answer that showed up. But like a lot of words, they have more than one meaning. It just happens to be this is the one meaning that they showed us. Yeah. Well, I, I can see how blunderbuss would come to mean that because it was it was a very inaccurate rifle. I mean, you, you literally you had that, that's why you had soldiers line up in a line because you just sent a whole volley of bullets downrange because you could, you really could not aim them very well. Hmm. It's called me blunderbutt. Yeah, <laughs> but that's all my words, so we can move on to Terry. Stop yeah. Saying. Top 10. Top 10 list this week is nothing to do with the coronavirus, but it's entitled 10 Reasons Why I'm Glad I Can't Smell. (laughs) Are you kidding? And number 10. Number 10. Corpse plant. <laughs> feet. <laughs> Stinky feet, yes. Am I hearing right? Feet. Yeah. yeah. Number nine. Armpits. You're in enough trouble with the company already. Armpits. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have teenagers in the house, there's a good one for you. Number yes. eight. Morning breath. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of hard to avoid sometimes. Number seven, stink bugs. Oh, yes. Stink bugs. After all, what's he got that I haven't got? Yeah. Number six, mermaids. Mermaids? <laughs> now, this whole thing is ridiculous. I think they're a little fishy. Fishy women? Wow. <laughs> so fishy women, huh? Number five, discarded used yoga mats. Well, what you got against you? Uh, I don't know anything about yoga. I will assume they stink <laughs> really bad. Uh, oh, number four, chunky milk. Well, that's one. How about you? Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, this is a no-brainer, the zombie apocalypse. That's going to be really stinky. Yeah. The zombies are coming. I can smell them a mile away. <laughs> Number two that Keith keeps saying the corpse flower. Because it's different and everybody likes it. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> it's the only flower that smells like death. Yeah. Finally, the number one reason can't smell the silent but deadly. Oh, shut up! <laughs> well, I, I was thinking maybe toddlers and babies would be on there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the what? Toddlers and babies are pretty stinky. Oh, oh. This morning we had, it, it wasn't a toddler, one of our children in the house, taking a bath before school. 
and I, I had to, of course, use the restroom really bad. So I, I w- went in to do my business while he was doing his. And, you know, usually you walk into the bathroom and someone's taking a shower and you smell like the soap or conditioner or whatever, the hot steamy water. All I want smell was water. <laughs> and so um, as I'm leaving, I was like, you know, it's not a bath until soap gets involved. <laughs> yep. Anyway, it's time for our anchor, anchor topic. topic. And as we move through our seven general areas of blindness rehab, next up on the list is orientation and mobility. I know last week Jill recommended a book. That we could and there download. was a chapter on that, but I didn't read that chapter today. <laughs> there are two chapters on that. <laughs> but one chapter is just basically general orientation and mobility, and the second chapter has to do with guide dogs. Ah, did so you read those two chapters? I read both of them. I, I, I didn't take any notes. Uh, but honestly, between the two chapters, there's nothing new that we haven't already talked about. Uh, over the course of time on uh-huh. the podcast. But did you want to focus in on walking with the cane or walking with the guide dog or why you know, pros and cons or something? Or how do you want to approach this? Well, there are pros and cons. I mean, like you're saying, a cane, you don't have to feed it. You don't have to pet it. You don't have to take it out to go potty. You don't have fur all over your clothes. Yeah, and you don't have to take it to the vet. You might have to change a tip or the rubber elastic on the inside right. once, whatever. I've had a cane for years, and I've never switched that. But I do hear, I've heard that they break. <laughs> I, I've had elastic on a cane break on one that I had. Uh, so they, they last usually, a long time. They usually time. don't. The elastic will usually last a lifetime with a cane. Right, but a guide dog, now they're fun, they're friendly, they're, you know, companionship, and they're warmer than a cane, and they do get people to come up and talk to you, and a way to make friends, you know, hey, a cute dog. Yeah, so 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 there are benefits and drawbacks to both. So there's some social aspects with a dog as opposed to a cane that are better. Get that Uh, dog out of here. There's some <laughs> maintenance that is better with a cane, as you mentioned, food and pooping and whatnot. Um, now, as I read those chapters, one thing that stu- stuck in my mind is that the author, I think she is a woman or whatever, talked about people who are in denial about using a cane. They're, they refuse to use the cane. What will my friends think if I carry a cane with me out or out and about? And again, if you were someone ha- hanging out with me, if I was sighted and you didn't have your cane, I'd wonder why, because yeah. clearly you, you kind of you know, you know, need it and there's no shame in it. Uh, and, and that's one thing that she had mentioned is, you know, there, there's no shame in it. You just need to get over it. People really won't think any less of you if you had it. And one thing I, I think I told your oldest son and I told our newest member at our blind group that it's good. You might think you can see good, but when you go tripping over something or you fall in the ditch, people will think you're drunk and they'll yeah. think, oh, that person's drunk. You know, they won't think, oh, that poor blind person fell. If you had your cane, that would make sense. Somebody would go, oh, you know, then they would say that poor blind person fell and go help them up. But if 
You're just right. out there walking, thinking you can see, and you trip over something. Then they're they're not going to offer any assistance. They're just going to think you're you're tripping over stuff, and you're drunk or whatever. Right. Or or if you're standing at the street corner without a cane, and you just you know just have to gas when to go, and you try to walk in front of traffic, you're like, I'm just going to watch this idiot walking from a car. <laughs> <laughs> but the, another thing is, even if you can see some, having it, even if it's folded up. Uh, can be kind of a a badge of identification, you know. Yeah. I, I'm a blind guy. I'm not carrying this white stick for no reason or something. Uh, there's some people who may not even know what the long white cane is or right. why he has it. Because I've bumped into people. <laughs> well, look at where you go, around. What are you blind? It's like uh, him, you know, white cane, dark glasses. <laughs> Like when we were, we were, we went, when we were in Chicago, we went to the Lieutenant Dan Band concert and there was and me and Keith and some other people, we went out front to the stage and we had these, well, I don't know if Keith was there then, but we had our white canes in and our sunglasses and we had these, you know, GPS units and, and you had like these suspender type things or the thing we hang, hung around your neck. And like then, a, yeah, like a lanyard strap uh, or something. Uh, yeah, I wasn't there then. You had an external speaker, and so the pe- people kind of go, "Are you guys security? Are you guys going to beat everybody back with those white sticks?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, we sure are. <laughs> because you know, some people just aren't aware, but some people are, and just having the cane, even if you're not using it, can be an identifier. Uh, even if you're <clears throat> walking with a sighted guide, I mean, I don't always have my cane with me because sometimes I'll have a support cane instead for balance. Um, and so people might not really realize it at first. Uh, and so if nothing else, it's identifier. And even if you're going to you say partly sighted and you don't want to be out there tapping left and tapping right. Sometimes if you just do like a, it's called a diagonal position where let's, you know, you're right-handed, you hold it about, you know, in front of you, you know, shoulder, height or so and the cane goes diagonally just in front of your left toe and you don't move it you just kind of hold it there like a giant slash mark by doing that it just acts as a barrier to kind of block diagonally in front of you so that uh, it'll at least give you a small amount of warning before you bump into somebody or something yeah so there's, yeah, there's I'll different. do that, and sometimes it catches those little sidewalk uneven sidewalks if you kind of just have a on the ground walking along or sometimes blacktop or concrete will have a crack in it. Right. And uh, whenever, whenever you're in a, say an office building and if it's somewhere you're really pretty familiar with, sometimes what out, like you're going to walk down the hallway. What I've done before is you switch hands, you hold the can in your left hand and you go diagonal. So the tip is in front of your right foot and you just trail it along the baseboard. Uh, because let's say, again, you're familiar, you know, okay, there's a potted plant up here. You're inside of a building. There's you glide to the plant, you go around it, you glide to the doorway, you, you glide to the hallway. You can you can do that. Uh, it, it works better if you're familiar with your environment. If you've never been there before, that's usually not a very smart idea. Yeah. Yeah, there's usually nothing in the hallway, like Terry was saying, but I know sometimes if you go to a hotel, and you happen to be out when the maids are cleaning. They do have carts that they have in the hallway and different things. 
vacuum sweepers or whatever. So yeah. So even if you're just gliding down the baseboard, your hands are gonna go thump against something, and you stop, and then you go around it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the thing is, of course, if if the maid is coming out the door, oh my gosh, look out! Like, okay, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have found it. You didn't have to scream. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, some it's just uh, uh, a couple of issues with you know being embarrassed by the cane and some some basic techniques that have to be really elaborate. Uh, another thing about cane travel versus guide dog travel is when you walk with the cane you have to process everything everything in your head yeah you, you're listening to traffic you're listening toward environmental noise uh, uh, you're listening for kids playing in the yard at the same time you're you know mentally trying to focus on walking a straight line without swerving too much left or right although if one does even side of people do um while you're working your cane back and forth and all these things you're processing tap step tap step cars step step dogs tap step kids <laughs> and and you're just mentally just you know processing uh but with the, and, and also when you're doing that as you're uh, tapping on the sidewalk swipe well there's a sidewalk that goes to someone's house you tap along swipe well there's another sidewalk that goes up to the neighbor's house oh, there's a driveway here and and you're you're making mental notes, or you should be, or could be, uh, you know, and you can figure out where the, the houses are by the sidewalks and driveways you cross. Uh, now, when you walk with the dog, the dog ain't going to stop and say sidewalk, boop, right there, sidewalk, boop, right there. <laughs> you might guess you're crossing a driveway, but you're not going to know every door in the hallway at work. He's just going to go point A, point B. Uh, walk you around things you, you, you may never even know that you walk you around uh, a kid's toy on the sidewalk or a trash can but so therefore it's up to you it's like i know that somewhere on this block is you know someone's house i want to go to it's really up to you to figure out how you're going to find their front door because the dog is just he's just going it's up to you to say okay stop stop right here <laughs> yeah that's true. You uh, kind of got to figure the distance or how many steps, maybe. But then, no, I know no, they once, say, I've, once I've been to a place with my dog, if I've been there once, okay, I know where we're going. We're going up here to Aunt Martha's house. And he would go boop, boop, right up to the door. I got but, it. But, but the I first had... time, you really have to be really sharp and know how to get there. Right. When I had uh, my dog, Derby, you know, I, uh, after school, I, you know, I was on the bus and said, hey, can you stop? And let me off here at Jack in the Box, you know. And so they stopped, and I, you know, he said, "Okay, I'm, I'm letting you off. When you get off, just stop. Wait for me to go past, and go straight across the street. You know, just go straight across. You're lined up with the door. Okay, cool. So the bus went on past, and no cars were coming. So we crossed the street forward. We went across the street. I said, "Find the door." And so we're walking and walking and walking. My dog, he took me around through the drive-through. Because <laughs> that's where the cars go. <laughs> uh, we should have been by the door by now. We walk up and I'm like, 
what are you stopping here for? And the lady's like, hello. And I go, hey, what, is this Jack in the bus? They're like, well, yeah, but you're in the drive-thru. And I go, well, we're I'm trying to find the door to get in. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog was going to the drive-thru. My dog the thinks it's a car or something. I don't know. <laughs> Well, see, you know, the dog just seen how cars typically go. He thought that's how you had to go. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about people think, you know, dogs are the, you know, the ultimate answer. They'll get you there. Well, there are still dogs and dogs, even the smartest one only has a mentality of maybe a three to six year old or so. Uh, but yeah, they, they can't help, but you also have to be, be aware and take, no. res- take responsibility for it. <clears throat> now, if, if that would happen to me with my dog, I had, if I tried to correct him for one, he'd be all calorie, get up, so upset. And then once I found the door, he'd be like, well, here it is. Oh, he's a happy, happy wagtail. Okay. <laughs> but you make a big deal about, we found the door, and you have a big celebration dance because this is where you really want to go, not. The drive to <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he took me to the door. No. My dog was such a of a dog that what he might do to me is like, hey, we've been here before. First, we went to the ordering machine, then we went to the door. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd have to break him of that because he'll do it. He would have done that. I know, no. but every dog's different. They all have their personalities. That's true. And uh, and yeah, but when you do get a guide dog, they prefer that you be uh, adequate at mobility with the cane because they want to know that you can manually yeah. process everything. We, I went to kind of change your mindset to handling the dog. I went to get mine, and everybody's like, they give you your issue, you, your dog, and they're like, all right, I'm going to throw my cane away. And they go, might not want to do that. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you never, you still want to carry a cane or a your identification cane, a lightweight cane. You know? I took a cane and I actually, you know, cut it down to size, you know, whatever, made it, took two pieces of a cane to where, you know, it was just two sections, you know, and right. I, a cane holster fashioned to my dog's harness. And so if I went into the bathroom, I could just reach down and take out that little miniature cane and right. feel around for the urinal or the toilet. It just kind of extended your reach so you wouldn't so you could like find things better. And and that's helpful too, because sometimes your dog will stop and it's like, oh, what's that here for? Well, you could either take a half step ahead, like you've mentioned before, plop right into a big water puddle. Oh, you're cool with the water puddle. No, I'm not. I'm just checking it out there, silly dog. Uh, or are you stopping to show you a little hanging branch? You can swing your cane up a little bit or down. And having the shorter cane, you're not going to like whap somebody up the back or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, just some pros and cons about canes versus dogs. And a, at least a couple of issues. There's, there's more we can come back to. Yeah, so we'll save our place in that chapter and discuss other nuances at some point. Yeah. So um, that's just where we get to our, our emails. But first. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helpsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. 
we have cleaners, we have clothing, we have body wash and bubble bath, toothbrush and toothpaste. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Health Sleep. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. Yeah, email. <laughs> okay, this one starts out. Hi, uh, Keith, Jill, and Terry. Yeah. Uh, when my son was a teenager, he was always asking if he could borrow the family car. Pushed to the limit one day, I finally asked him, why do you think God made you with two feet? Without hesitation, my son replied, well, that's easy. One for the clutch and one for the accelerator. <laughs> what about the brake? <laughs> well, yeah, what about that? Uh, from Joe Cargo, uh, Big Arm, Montana. Uh, <laughs> a little short email today. Yeah. I don't have any other ones this week. The gas pedal foot is your brake foot. Uh, the gas in the brake. <laughs> I just read them the way they're written. It's yeah. <laughs> so now it's time to move on to our final thoughts. Yay! I have one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I have one. It's a kind of a, I guess it's a Halloween one. Uh, why was, do you know why the broom was confused? It didn't know which which was which. <laughs> which? Because uh, that lady was ride the witch's broom, ride the witch's broom. <laughs> so I just read a book about gravity. I just couldn't put it down. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you know what concert only costs 45 cents? Going to see 50 cent with Nickelback. (laughs) (sighs) Do you think cemetery workers really love their jobs? I do. I think they dig it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did you hear about the carpenter that became a comedian? He had a really funny drill bit. <laughs> oh, I betcha. What does the bee use to brush his hair? A honeycomb. <laughs> Do you know what? A witch's favorite subject is in school. Spelling. (laughs) (laughs) I got another one. (laughs) If you take a skunk on vacation, your trip will stink. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, not for the skunk. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an oldie here. How do you make a tissue dance? You put a little boogie in it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to say those old ones, even though they're old. <laughs> yeah, an oldie but final, a goodie. My final, final thought is I don't have any more. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any more either. <laughs> I don't have any more. Uh, Why did the mask look, look so sad? Because of all of its problems. Aw, too many and problems. <laughs> that's my last one. So this is the part where we wrap it up, saying this is your host signing off. So thanks for listening. Uh, send us an email. Leave us a comment on our website. Uh, leave us a rating and review. We're going to have a blind group think. meeting by the time this, they hear this. So I won't have to mention it, but... Pastor County Blind, it's time for our meeting. Happy Day 2. That's coming up. Thursday, Veterans Day. Well, that's all we got. So join us next time when we hear Jill say. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> 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 what? What? When we hear Alexa say. When someone asks me for a fun fact about mushrooms, it really raises my morale. <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> Alexa, say something. <laughs> you know you overdid it at Thanksgiving. When you find yourself trying to unbutton your sweatpants. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny dot com.